Welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Beaumont, Texas. For more information about Church on the Rock and Ron Hammonds Ministries, visit cotr.com. Good morning. God bless you and welcome to Golden Triangle Church on the Rock. Today is Mother's Day and happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. Well, actually, just to the mothers. You know, a shout out to everybody, but a special shout out to all the moms. God bless you. We love you. And today is your special day. And today we're going to focus on some things that are just about you. Are you ready for the word of God? Today we're going to be going to the book of Luke and also to the book of Matthew. And we may visit another scripture or two along the way. And the title of the message today is The Seven Faces of Motherhood. Now, I want to encourage both men and women to use this time we have together in the Word to learn just a little bit more and perhaps to give honor, just a little more honor, to moms and what they go through. Mothers are the most amazing creations, and they are the greatest gift that God ever gave to mankind. Today we're going to see seven faces of motherhood. We're going to use the life of Mary, the mother of Jesus. As we go through her life, the things that she experienced, the things she saw, the things she said, we're going to take seven of the things that she shows us, seven observations from her life, and we're going to use those to give us a look, to give us some insight into motherhood. Now, Today is not a day that I am attempting to tell mothers how they should feel or, you know, the seven qualities of a mother. That's not where we're going. These are observations only. These are not things that a mother should aspire to. These are things that mothers experience. And I've categorized them from Mary's life into seven different categories. And we will use these to understand from the Word of God, from the mother of Jesus Christ, that some things are very common to motherhood. And as we look at Mary and draw these seven conclusions, uh, we're going to hopefully not only understand mothers better, and by the way, I'm not trying to teach mothers about mothers. I'm trying to teach men and women about mothers. It's not that I want you moms to understand your life better, but I want each one of us to understand what our mothers went through. You see, because each one of us have a mother. Even if you never knew your mom, yet it's God's will that you would nonetheless honor her and appreciate the fact that she gave you life. This is the plan of God. It's the will of God. And so it's important to God and important to us. There's something on the inside of us that clicks whenever we appreciate, whenever we embrace the reality that God gave us a mother and it's the way we got here. Something clicks. In fact, the Bible says it's the first commandment with promise. If we were to honor our mother and our father, that we would enjoy long life upon the earth. It's a blessing whenever we can finally put our moms in a right place in our life. So the first face of a mother that we're going to survey today is the face of concern. 
Now, you might say, hold on a second. Uh, are you going to teach me that mothers should be concerned? As I said, that these are observations. These are experiences. And mothers experience a lot of concern. Several times we can identify Mary from the things she said, from the things that, that, uh, that, that she went through, that she had reasonable concerns about those things. You see, Mary was concerned first, we see her in, in Luke chapter 1, concerned when Gabriel showed up in her private moment. Luke, the first chapter, verse 29 says, and when Mary saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. There was a concern that came up in her life. She was troubled. She was concerned. Luke 1, 34, then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? Here she had more concern. She was concerned first that he showed up and then concerned about the message that he had. You know, moms have some things that concern them. There is a certain face of concern. No doubt Mary realized and was concerned as well about what Joseph would do. She was engaged to Joseph. What would he do? What would her family think? What would her friends think when they found out she was pregnant? In Matthew, the first chapter, verse 18, the Bible says, Now the birth of Jesus was as follows. After his mother, Mary, was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. He was going to divorce her. Now, that's something to be concerned about. You know, moms have a concern, you know. Uh, there are concerns in life. Thankfully, this particular concern was dealt with because God sent an angel to Joseph to straighten out the story. And then in Luke chapter 2, the Bible tells us that when they had finished the days and as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered in Jerusalem. Do you remember when Jesus was 12 years old and, and he stayed behind in Jerusalem? Perhaps you know the Bible story. If not, I encourage you to read it from Luke chapter 2. Jesus stayed three days and his, his mom and Joseph, they were concerned. There was great concern. I mean, the other women that were with him weren't as concerned. Oh, I'm sure that they, you know, said, oh, Oh, gosh, where is he? But Mary and Joseph went back to Jerusalem, and they searched for three days. And the Bible says, so when they saw Jesus, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. We were concerned. We were worried about you. You know, mothers have a face of concern. They have a face of worry. Concern in this instance is not a lack of faith. It's a lack of knowledge. It's not a lack of willingness. It's just a lack of understanding. What do you mean, Gabriel? Where have you been, Jesus? You know, uh, mothers have a reasonable concern. They are the most amazing creatures uh, that, that God ever created by far. And it's not that they are not willing to work hard and it's not that they are not wonderful at anything they decide it's just that they want to make sure they understand what they're signing on for you know moms 
we realize that sometimes you're concerned about things that may not concern us. But thankfully, someone is concerned, and just like Mary, the mother of Jesus, you know, she took her concerns to God. The second face of a mother we look at today is the face of dedication. Mary made a decision when the angel came to her and said, uh, you know, you're going to have a son. And she said, how can this thing be? I mean, I don't know a man. And, you know, whenever, you know, she got her questions answered as good as they could be answered, she made a decision. And she committed her life like all mothers do. She became dedicated to her decision. Like all mothers, and indeed all women, once their mind is made up, hey, that's it. <laughs> uh, you're better off never convincing a mother uh, that you want something if you really don't want it. Because once she's committed, once she's, once she's made her decision, she'll be dedicated to that one thing. And that dedication, that commitment, just come along with life. You know, even though it may be a stretch for others. It's not a stretch for mothers to dedicate their life, especially dedicate their life to their children. You know, when moms make a decision, I'm going to keep this child. I'm not going to abort this child. When moms make a decision, they get committed to it. They get dedicated to it. They realize it's, it's a lifelong commitment. I just want to understand what I'm committing to Mary as she questioned Luke 1, 38, with as many questions answered as she could get in that moment from Gabriel, the Bible says, Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. You see, that settled it. It settled it for Gabriel that Mary has decided she is committed. She has dedicated her life to this. Okay, that's good enough in the eyes of God. It's good enough for, a, for, for Gabriel. And Mary moved on. What a wonderful quality to have. I, I both love and am a little afraid of a woman's ability, of a mother's ability to make such a commitment, to make such a decision, and to be so dedicated to it that that's all there is, and she just moves on. It's a God quality. You know, women may be better wired for endurance. Uh, men are often, you know, looking around, uh, approaching situations, looking how, searching for how they can conquer it. But I believe that moms have this amazing ability to endure. And once they are committed, once they are dedicated, once they have made their decision, then that's it. Perhaps looking back in your childhood, looking back in your upbringing, maybe taking a quick survey of your own mother, you can realize that there were times in her life that she had reasonable concerns. Perhaps you can remember some commitments, some decisions that she made. And even though it may have cost her a lot, as it did Mary, it cost Mary her whole life to say yes. But she willingly said yes and then just moved on. And she did whatever it took because it was a decision she made. What a God quality. The third face today of motherhood is the face of trust. Now, we have no record at all of Gabriel saying to Mary, Now, Mary, your cousin Elizabeth, in her old age, 
is pregnant. We have no record of him saying, now I want you to go down there and see this. As soon as we get finished talking, you travel, you know, 60, 80 miles south, and it's a long walk, but I want you to go down there and see this. He didn't direct her to do that, although I believe he knew she would. Why? Because of this issue of trust. The face of motherhood includes a face of trust. You know, mothers want to trust. They're looking for a way that they can trust. They want to trust, but they're going to verify just like Mary did, you know, it's that, um, yeah, I believe you, but let me see it for myself. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a lack of faith. Okay. It's not a bad thing. It's, I hear you, but I want to make sure here that, uh, that, you know, let me see it for myself. It's a quality that does not mind checking up on what you say. Mothers are willing to commit their lives, as, as we have already talked about, but they want to make sure that they can trust the individual, the circumstance, the situation that they have been told. And so Mary goes down to see if Elizabeth, I mean, they didn't have phones, they didn't have text, no computers. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm unaware of any mail that would have gotten back and forth, you know, uh, in a reasonable amount of time. And so Mary, when the angel finishes talking to her, the next thing we see is she goes down south to Judah to see whether or not what the angel has said to her is true. And when she sees is true, she realizes, I can trust this. You know, sometimes with a man, if you're wanting to earn his respect, earn, earn his trust, and, you know, you're only as good as your word. But many times with a woman, with a mother, you're only as good as your work. If you want to earn the respect of a woman, then do what you say, because she'll be wanting it to be so. She wants to trust. But if you say you have a tummy ache, you know, in the morning because you don't want to go to school, mom is going to be very kind and very caring, but she's going to verify you have a tummy ache. <laughs> Most likely dad, you know, you can have three or four tummy aches and he's off to work. And dads, I'm not dissing you or anything, but there's just a different quality with a mom. Mom will trust, mom will love, and mom will help. But mom is going to make sure, okay, do you really have a tummy ache? Eh? It's, it's, it's not that she doesn't trust, it's that she's wanting to trust. She's wanting so much to trust. Because empty promises have a shelf life. In Luke, the first chapter, verse 39, the Bible says, Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. <laughs> wow, you know, she wanted, she wanted what the angel said to be true. She needed to see it. That's not a bad quality. It's not a bad quality. Believe me, this particular quality in my mother... Uh, kept me out of a lot of trouble in my life because it wasn't just me saying, you know, I'm having a sleepover with my friends. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be odd for my mom just to make a phone call to make sure I was there. What a great mom. And all the time building up her trust or <laughs> lack thereof at times. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's important that we realize that mothers... They have a face of trust. And once they trust you, then that issue's settled. The fourth face of a mother is the face of joy. Luke, the first chapter, verse 46. When Elizabeth saw Mary coming, 
You can read the story that the, the baby leapt in her womb and, and Elizabeth began to prophesy to Mary about her motherhood. And Mary had just, I mean, she had just gotten pregnant. Elizabeth was six months pregnant already. And, uh, and so, you know, perhaps this could be the first moment that Mary actually realized, I am with child. And without respect to the concerns of what her family may have felt or what Joseph was going to do, all of a sudden, a great joy came over her. I, I am with child. It's supposed to be a very joyful moment. And in Luke 1, verse 46, the Bible says, And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. Oh, you know, there's a face of joy that we recognize on moms. Moms go through a lot. They go through concern. They go through, you know, uh, you know uh, decisions that they commit themselves to. They go through trust issues. Who can they trust? What can they trust? And they also have moments of great joy. Can you imagine what a great joy it was? Luke 2.52 says this, uh, as Jesus was growing up and Mary was watching him there in Nazareth, and Jesus increased in wisdom and statue and in favor with God and man. Do you know how joyful it is? How happy mothers get whenever they see their children growing up? They see them growing up in wisdom. They see them growing up in statue. And also they see them having favor with God and other people. When other people speak well of your children, what joy. It's one of the faces of motherhood, joy. Today I'm not trying, as I said, to get mothers to see themselves or understand themselves, but I'm, I'm trying to get the rest of us, men and women, to understand our mothers. This next face, the fifth face that we find in Mary's life is a face of sadness. Mothers experience sadness. Each one of these faces is a valid face, a valid experience, an observation from Mary's life. There were many times in Mary's life when she must have been sad or hurt or disappointed or brokenhearted, fearful, anxious, unhappy with life at that moment. You know, sometimes family hardships uh, can seem to just be so unfair. And then there's the pain of letting go, of giving in, of getting along. You know, King Solomon says that time happens to all men. And Mary was experiencing a lot of things in motherhood. Time is that precious commodity that God has given us, that envelope into which he places all of his promises. And sometimes time is the only thing that can help us deal with our sadness. Mary, like all mothers, had reasons to be sad. You know, in chapter 1 of Matthew, the Bible says, Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife. And he did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn and called his name Jesus, her firstborn son. You see, there was a, there was a question as to whether or not Joseph would marry Mary or not and in Mary's mind that had to bring some sadness perhaps I've ruined my engagement perhaps I've ruined my reputation in Luke the second chapter in verse 7 the Bible says and Mary brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end there was no room for them in the end you know it's quite possible there was room in the end 
you know, although there was a great, you know, um, gathering group there for taxes, but there was no room for them in the end. That had to bring sadness that, that her child had to be born in a stable, in a cave. Can you imagine how disappointed that might be? How, you know, concern again for your child? Is he going to be okay? In Matthew chapter 12, there's a very sad moment. In Matthew chapter 12, Jesus is in Capernaum and he's teaching and he's sharing and he's got a group of disciples around him and Mary, his mother, and, 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 uh, and his siblings come. They're concerned about him. They're concerned because it looks as though that, that you know, he's doing something that is um, disconcerting. And in verse 46, the Bible says that they came outside. They wanted to see Jesus. While Jesus was still talking to the multitudes, behold, his mother and brother stood outside seeking to speak with him. Then one said to him, look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said to the one who told him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And Jesus stretched out his hand toward his disciples and said, here are my mother and my brothers. Ooh. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother, my sister, and my mother. That's the truth. But can you imagine how sad it would make a mother? Look at it from Mary's perspective. Now, we see it from our perspective that as we do the will of Jesus, as we do his word, we are considered his family. That's wonderful. And that's the message that Jesus needed and desired to get across to us. But can you imagine what it cost his mother to hear that he, you know, perhaps he doesn't even consider us his family anymore? You know, son, I'd like to talk to you. Your mom wants to talk to you. You know, it could be read that's not my mother now he didn't say that but it sure could feel that way to a mom who's concerned about her child and has just asked him to come out and talk with her and the answer that we read is you you are my family how sad we cannot forget that Mary the mother of Jesus was a real person sometimes we look at people in the Bible and and we imagine something that's just not true and you see, people in the Bible did not know their lives would end up being written in the Bible. They weren't auditioning to be the perfect person. They had no idea that their lives were being written down, that, 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 a, that a diary was being kept, and that these stories would be preserved uh, for all eternity. They had no idea that they were going to show up in a Bible story. It was life to them. It was everyday life. They were not auditioning to be a person of faith. They were not auditioning for some, uh, some Bible story role. This was real life. They lived their lives on a daily basis just like you and I do with no more benefit and no more blessing than what we have today. In many ways, that had to hurt. You see, faith has always made things possible. Faith has never made life easy. Even though Mary knew that her son was the Savior of the world, the Messiah, nonetheless, it was still her little boy. Her faith made things possible and made it possible for her to endure. 
but don't think that she did not live without some sadness. And number six, pain. It's another face of motherhood. Now, by now, you may be saying, well, you know, is, it, is everything about motherhood, you know, sad, uh, painful? No. But mothers endure a lot more in raising a family, in raising a child, than what many may imagine. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was in Jerusalem for the feast of Passover. Whenever she became aware her son was arrested, he was judged, he was sentenced, he was beaten, and he was crucified. All of this happened right before her face. Can you imagine the pain? In John 19, verse 25, Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother. That's enough. There were three other ladies there with her, but that's enough. There stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, knowing who he was, knowing how wonderful he was, knowing her dedication, knowing her concerns, knowing her sadness, knowing her joy, knowing all of the, the, the attributes of motherhood, all the faces, all the experiences of motherhood thus far. And here she is, no doubt in such pain, one of the faces of motherhood, one of the things that mothers face. Number seven, the last face of motherhood we'll look at today is the face of hope. It's amazing that even after everything that I put my mother through, she had hope. She believed in a better day for me. She believed in me. One of the last things that my mother told me was a dream that she had about me. And the dream that she had about me is that she said, I, I saw God take you out of a valley and he put you in a plate that he had in his hand. And he lifted that plate up to a mountain and he took you off and he set you on a mountain. And she said, son, I know God has assured me that you're going to be okay. Wow. Do you know what comfort that has brought me? That my mom had hope for me? Hope. You know, it was evident, even though she tried hard when I was young to trust me because mothers want to trust, I gave her some reasons, you know, to question that at times. But she never stopped pursuing it, and she found that in Christ, and she found her hope. In John, the 19th chapter, while Jesus is hanging on the cross, it could look like the end, you know, of the road. I mean, what, what is there a future? In verse 26, the Bible says, When Jesus therefore saw his mother, he was hanging on the cross. He saw his mom. He also saw the disciple whom he loved standing by, the apostle John. And he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour that disciple took Mary to his own home. Jesus 
gave her hope beyond her moment. He gave her a future, security. Yesterday I was reading from the first few chapters of the book of Genesis and I wondered how sad and painful it must have been for Eve when her oldest son murdered her younger son. I cannot imagine how horrible that would be. I cannot imagine the pain. I, 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 I dare not imagine the horrible moment that a mother must go through when she's gone through all these other moments in life and she's seen them grow up and become productive and then Cain murdered Abel. But in the fourth chapter of the book of Genesis, in verse 25 and 26, Eve must also have gained some hope. What a wonderful attribute of a mother. The Bible says that Adam knew his wife again and Eve bore another son named Seth. Through the sadness, through the pain, through the concern, through the brokenness, Eve trusted again. And Eve found hope in the future. We are all so fortunate that she did. Because it was through this son Mary came, <laughs> and ultimately Jesus, as a result of Eve finding hope after very tragic moment in life. Christ, the Savior of all mankind, came to us because a mother had hope. The Bible says that God is a God of hope. Hope is the anchor of our soul, both sure and steadfast. Of course, the face of a mother and everything we've said can be summed up in one word. That word is love. A mother loves. Love is most often expressed by giving, and that's what a mother does. That's what Mary did. Mary gave her whole life to being a mother. It was a request from God. It was an enablement by God. But Mary had to say yes, and then she did it. Mary gave her whole life to become the mother of the Son of God. It's just what mothers do, and we all thank them so very much. Today, it is my hope that we will have taken a little different look at motherhood and realizing that mothers experience so much. They experience life differently than others who are standing right beside them. And for that, we must be thankful. Mothers, whether biological, or adopted, foster, whether they are spiritual mothers, those who in moments take on the responsibility of being concerned, of making a dedicated commitment, those who experience the joy and the pain, those who are willing to do everything they can to embrace a trust in us, 
those who always have hope for us. Moms, thank you. Thank you. Today we honor you. Men and women. You know, this is not Honor Women Day. It's Honor Mother's Day. And every one of us, man and woman, have a mother that we should appreciate, thank God for, and honor. Now, moms, we love you. But even every mom had a mother. Today, the faces of motherhood, I hope you look back and realize that moms go through a lot, even your mother. May God bless our mothers in the name of Jesus and all of those mothers-to-be. May God's grace be upon them. We pray in Jesus' name. I pray that the blessing and the goodness of God, the healing and the joy of the Lord would be upon you, would overwhelm your sadness and your concern. I pray that God lifts you up and encourages you every day. I pray that the Word of God comes swiftly to you in every circumstance and gives you hope in the name of Jesus. God bless you.